Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, February 28th, 2018 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Lots of talk the last few days about massive denial of service attack that used the memcache server as a reflector. Problem here is memcache is a very simple memory based, as the name implies, NoSQL database. So simple key value storage and well, because it's simple, there's really no access control plus it is accessible via UDP. Now, UDP-based protocols are always somewhat susceptible to spoofing, and that's exactly what's happening here. An attacker is spoofing a victim's source IP address and then sending a stats, short for status command, to the memcache server. In response, you will get, well, a status report of the memcache server, which is at least around a kilobyte in size, but maybe several hundred kilobytes in size. So there is a massive amplification factor here. If you are at the bad end, at the receiving end of a denial of service attack like this, you should see a lot of inbound UDP packets coming from port 11,211. Now, typically these denial of service attacks are large enough where a simple firewall filter probably won't save the day. Maybe you're lucky, but you're probably better off with going upstream to an anti-denial of service provider that uh, will help you to filter this traffic far away from your own network. On the other hand, uh, the administrators who keep memcache exposed, really not much you can do to help them. It is actually, well, not hard, uh, but not that easy to expose memcache like this. By default, it only listens on the loopback interface. And uh, if you actually look at the configuration file, it has a specific warning that, well, you should not expose it to the internet. But we all know people like to put stuff like this in the cloud and then they need to access it. And then they are too lazy to set up proper restrictions on what IP addresses are able to access this service. And in other news today, we have a nice diary by Pratt showing a recent infection with the forum book InfoStealer. Now, this particular malware was spread in this case with, well, a malicious spam. It used an RTF document that then used a relatively recent sort of late last year vulnerability in order to then install the malicious software. So for a change, they actually bothered with sort of a proper exploit instead of just using the good old word macro trick. And Duo Security came up with interesting vulnerability in SAML, the authentication standard often used for web services to authenticate each other, but also used in many single sign-on systems. And the single sign-on systems are probably the ones that are most affected by this issue that Duo Security uncovered. The problem here is how SAML or the XML parser is dealing with comments. Now, SAML messages are XML. XML may contain comments. 
Whenever a SAML message is received, it has to be validated to make sure that a digital signature is correct. And that part actually appears to be going well. In order to verify the signature, all the comments are removed and that's what's supposed to be happening. And then the signature is verified. But next, after the signature is verified, the recipient needs to extract data from the message, like for example, the user ID in the single sign-on scenario. Now, if that user ID contained a comment, there is a chance that instead of first removing the comment and then returning the user ID, the library will actually return two strings. One is the part in front of the comment, the second part is the part of the user ID following the comment. So exploitation depends largely on how the SAML message is used and what fields an attacker may be tampering with, but it doesn't really sound all that difficult. Affected single sign-on systems are one login, a clever OmniAuth, Shibboleth, and dual network gateway. It really depends a lot on the SAML parsing library you're using and uh, these particular systems are using Python SAML, Ruby SAML, or SAML to JS. So any other single sign-on systems using these particular libraries are likely vulnerable as well. Dual security did coordinate with CERT CC to alert affected vendors and patches should have been rolled out already. Well, and that's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.